You guys can be seated. Hallelujah. Well, I'm here to introduce the speaker for today, and the speaker is me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It is already clearly marked that this is going to be a great year. It has already just been in my spirit and, and the evidence of this year uh, in terms of what God's going to continue to do is just outstanding. But let's talk, before we talk about this year, let's talk about this last summer. How many of you had a great summer? Come on. I wish we had time to do a little testimony service and have you stand up and tell us all the awesome things you did this summer. I did some awesome things. It was fun. It was great. But I tell you what, I got to tell you that there was a point in time this summer where I began to think about getting back here, getting with you students, and I was so excited that this is what I just couldn't keep it in anymore. So show this video. Yeah, that's Dr. Graham jumping off the dock right there. Now, how many of you guys love jump, jumping off the dock at some lake cabin or whatever? And, you know, it's kind of scary at first, you know, you're not sure if you, you know, and all that stuff. But listen, sometimes you have to do more than just jump off the dock. Sometimes you got to take a bigger risk. And so I, I, I vacation in Montana, and so I took a deeper risk, and I did this. Catch the slow-mo on the right. That's awesome. Woo-hoo-hoo. All right. <laughs> All right, thank you very much. Thank you very much. This morning, the title of the chapel message is a simple three-letter word, and that three-letter word is yes. Everybody say yes. 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 Say it again. Listen, yes is the most important response in life. Yes is the most important response in life. I mean, just there's nothing more important than being able to say yes, whether it be yes, sir, yes, dear, and ultimately, if it's yes, Lord, yes, Jesus. That is the most important word. Not maybe, not like I'll think about it, not maybe. Uh, the, the most important response to life is yes. And not just yes as in Y-E-S, but I want to challenge you to the enthusiastic yes of Y-E-S exclamation point. So let me hear you again. Say yes loudly. Yes. yes. That is the most important response as it relates to what God is doing in your life and in all of our lives is being able to respond to that yes. You are in a moment in time here at North Central University where you are being given an opportunity to respond to a call that Jesus is giving to you. And by call, I'm not referring specifically at this point in time to the call regarding your vocation. 
You're here because of a vocational pursuit, a call to some vocational thing that you feel God is calling you to. But I'm, I want to refer to something a little bit more specific, a little more intimate, a little bit more fundamental, something that is more constant. I'm referring to something that, that actually feeds into the success of you fulfilling this vocational calling that each of you are pursuing. I'm talking about the call of God on our lives to saying yes to being before getting it all lined up to be successful in our doing. God is calling you to become a kind of person, a type of person. He's calling you to be. He's calling you to become. And there's no question that as students here at this great school, you are here because you've answered a call in, sor in sorts to this, this doing thing. I mean, some of you have had a very deeply spiritual interaction with God where God made it clear to you what He was calling you to eventually do. And I'm not referring just to the call that God gives to you where some of you perhaps felt God speak to you about becoming a pastor, a youth pastor, a missionary. I know that many of you are here, and you know that God has spoken to you. He's put this thing inside of you, this unique passion. It's almost like, I believe God put me on the earth to be an accountant, or to be a, a recording artist professional, or to be a, a singer, or to be a journalist, or to be a coach. You're here because you have allowed God to speak into your life related to what it is that you feel He wants you to do with your life. And I'm here to tell you that the being of your life is before the doing of your life. And I want to challenge you not so much to the yes of what He wants you to do. I want, you to, I want to challenge you to say yes always at all times to what He is what to the being, to what He is building inside of you in terms of the person that you are. You are to be commended for the optimistic yes that has brought you here to North Central University. Where are the seniors in the house? Raise your hands. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. And you seniors, you can see the end of the tunnel. Some of you, have, some of you only have 15 more credits this semester, and you're done. How many juniors are here? Juniors. Juniors. All right. All right. Now, I don't mean to burst your bubble, but there's something about being halfway through something. It's like the, it's like the dead man's zone. I mean, you're, you look back and you've done half of the work, and now you look, you got a whole other half to get done. But here's the good news. You're over halfway there. We're in day two of your third year, so you're over halfway there. And then, where are, where are the sophomores? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're, we are so glad you came back. <laughs> we are so glad. And of course, we're the freshmen. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's our largest freshman class since 2013, so it's just awesome. You guys are awesome. It's awesome, awesome. And we're so thrilled that you're here. Each of you are here because of a vision for what you believe God put you on earth to do. But the process to fulfill what you want to do, what God wants you to do, is to keep saying yes to who God is calling you to be. Listen, listen, being and becoming what is required of you today is going to help you to do what will be required of you to do in later years. Let me say that again. Being and becoming what is required of you today will help you to fulfill what you're going to do in your later years. So I want to challenge you to say yes. 
I want you to say yes with an, with an exclamation point to three things. Number one, I want you to say yes to the call of Jesus on your life to immediacy. Okay, to immediacy. Let's look at Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 through 20. Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, and he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter, and his brother Andrew. And they were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Okay, I just want to pause there. The Bible says that they were fishermen. It doesn't say that they were men who fished, but it says that they were fishermen, meaning they not only fished as something they did, it was who they were. It was, a, it was their identity. It was their profession. It was their calling. They didn't fish just on the weekends. They fished every day of their life. They were fishermen. It's what they did. It's who they were. Jesus is about to interrupt that in verse 19 when he says to these two brothers, Come and follow me, and I will send you out to fish for people. You have seen yourself as a fisherman, but I am going to give you a new identity to be a fisher of men, what many of our, our translations say, a fisher of people. And it says in verse 20, at once they left their nets and followed him. Chapter 2, go to verse 21, says, Going on from there, Jesus saw two other brothers, James the son of Zebedee and his brother John, and they were in the boat with their father preparing their nets because, as well, they were fishermen. And I'm sure, the text doesn't say, but I'm sure that Jesus probably may well said the same thing to James and John. You've been fishing for fish all your life, and I'm calling you to fish for people. The text does tell us that Jesus called them in verse 22. Immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. The most radical aspect of this text is not so much that God called these fishermen and they left their occupation to follow Jesus in a new calling, but the radical aspect of this text is the immediacy, the, the quick response to this radical uh, call to obedience, to leave, leave the only thing that they knew, the only thing that they had to make a, a, a means of living. They were willing to leave it all. In fact, James and John not only left fishing their career, they left their father in the boat. So it was a leaving of family. I want to challenge you to say yes immediately to whatever it is Jesus is calling you to respond to. And it's not so much being obedient to do what he's telling you to do, but think of it in terms of I'm saying yes to this command or this call in order that I might become what he needs me to become, the call to immediacy. Are you saying yes to the nature of immediacy regarding this call of Jesus on your life? Are you committed? Is it your intention not only to say yes today, but do you intend to say yes tomorrow? Do you intend to say yes halfway through this semester? Do you intend to say yes when you're halfway through your four years here and it's difficult and you look at a whole two years ahead of you and you don't know if you can make it? Are you going to keep saying yes? There's a call to immediacy. Number two, I want to challenge you to say yes to the call of proximity. Proximity. We look at Mark chapter 3, and it tells us that Jesus, verse 13, went up on the mountainside and called to him those he wanted. This is Mark's version of Jesus calling the disciples. And Mark kind of gives us not the individual picture that Matthew gave of Peter and, uh, Peter and Andrew and James and John, but, but Mark gives us this snapshot of kind of now he's going to call all of them together, all 12 of them. And so it says they came to him. Verse 14, he appointed 12 that they might be with him. And then eventually that he might send them out to preach 
and have authority to drive out demons. You know what proximity means? Proximity simply means being there. Just showing up. Proximity means being present. It, it means being close. It means being nearby. It means being at hand. And for these disciples, most days it just simply meant that they were hanging out with Jesus as he was preaching and as he was teaching and as he was doing miracles, that they were just there in proximity. I wonder if at times we totally underestimate, that we totally undervalue the influential power of just being where we need to be. And maybe there are times that we need to be somewhere where we need to be, but we're frustrated because when we go to where we feel like God wants us to go and be there, we don't have anything to do. We're not given an assignment. We don't get the microphone. And it could be that long before God wants to give you the microphone or give you the stage, He just wants you to be there. He just wants you to be in His presence. And that's what these disciples were learning. Proximity is powerful. The influence on our life in being with other people and being in the presence of God, just being there, it's huge. Now, we also know that on the negative side, proximity has some negative consequences or some negative warnings. Paul told the church at Corinth, this fledgling church in this very secular and over-sexualized culture of Corinth, Paul said to the believers that bad company corrupts good character. So be warned. Don't be stupid. Understand that proximity works both negatively and powerfully. But it, the good news is that that which works negatively, negative peer pressure, negative friends, negative environments, it works in the opposite as well. In the company of good people, in the company of godly people, there is a very real strengthening that's going on inside of your character, inside of your spirit. And the person whose company is most powerful and most able to strengthen you and shore you up is the person of Jesus through the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. When you are being drawn to be with Jesus in your devotions, to be with Jesus in this sanctuary for chapel, or you're being drawn to church to be with other believers, when there is that sense of drawing to connect with another person for fellowship and for prayer, just know that be, just being there has a positive effect upon your life. Proximity is so critical. Are you ready to say yes and to keep saying yes to being in proximity with Jesus? And not just when it's easy. Today it's easy. Yesterday it was easy. It's going to be easy for chapel to be here in the first couple of weeks. Are you going to continue to respond quickly, immediately, and to be in the proximity of Jesus in this place, in this, in this hour of time, this 50 minutes of time that is designed to be the shaping and the molding of your being, your spirit being, that then becomes the foundation for whatever you'll do with your brain or your hands or your relational skills? I want to challenge you to say yes. And when the voices of, of, of inconvenience begin to speak to you and the voices of fatigue, because I tell you, we get a few weeks into the semester and the pace in which college students run, I mean, you're not going to bed at 8 at night and getting up at 8 in the morning. You're not getting a, you're not getting a solid 8 hours of sleep. On most cases, it's, it's just the nature of being a college student. You're going to get tired. The body's going to get a little worn down. And the first thing to go when we get tired, what is it? Oftentimes, unfortunately, is we start saying no. God wanting us to be in His presence and to be engaged. If you don't mind, let me give you a little bit of insight that comes from following hard after Jesus these last 40 years of my life. 
Some of you know, some of you don't know. I was a student way back in the day here at this great school. In this room, we had daily chapel. It's been the historical tradition in terms of chapel. What do we do here? We do it every day. And I can remember having to work through the routine of chapel every day, as dynamic as it was back in the day, and it was dynamic. And speakers were awesome. I had to kind of, I had to reset my attitude. I had to reset my understanding that, that if I don't reset every day and keep saying yes to engaging, even though I may not be feeling it and the emotion might not be as there as it was in the first week, if I don't reset that, I begin to start saying no or wait or maybe or later in other areas of my formation. But I had to learn that, and that's what we want you to learn. That's a large part of why we at North Central are committed to chapel every day, daily chapel. See, the presence of God is so constant, so constant, but we have to choose with our yes to be there and to be engaged. I challenge you to that. I've got one more yes that I want you to consider. This is the most important yes. If we don't say yes to this third call, proximity won't matter. Eventually, immediacy will no longer be there. I want to challenge you to say yes to consistency. 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 Eugene Peterson would define consistency as a long obedience in the same direction. A long obedience in the same direction. You can call long obedience or just long consistency or long follow-through, long dependability, long faithfulness in the same direction. We are moving in a great direction in the beginning of this semester. Let's keep moving in that same direction. It's not measured by emotion, but it's measured by sincerity of heart. And believe me, more than your emotion that is obvious in this place these first two days, it's your sincerity that I see. You're sincere. You really want God. You really are going hard after God and I want to challenge you to be consistent to be marked as a person whose life is daily consistently following hard after Jesus look what Jesus says in Luke 9 Luke writes in verse 23 whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me for whoever wants to save their life will lose it but whoever loses their life for me will save it what good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit their very self. Your response to the call to consistency really is a call to surrender. And the call to surrender is constant. The call to surrender is always, not my will, your will be done. The call to surrender is is saying to yourself, I'm not going to make decisions based on how I'm feeling, whether it be emotional up or down, or whether it be even just physical fatigue, yes, up or down. I'm going to say yes to Jesus in all circumstances on every occasion. When the Holy Spirit says something specific for me, I'm going to say yes. Or if it's just the general, I, I know that this is what I need to do and this is what I, don't, I should not be doing. I'm going to say yes to Jesus. It's going to be a consistent surrendering. There can be no slough-off days when it comes to this call to consistency. There's, there's no days off. We, yes, we have a Sabbath. Of course we have a Sabbath. But the Sabbath was not intended for God's children to check out spiritually. Sabbath was actually meant to be that day where we totally saturate in God's presence because the other six days were throttled by our jobs. So I challenge you and encourage you that you mark yourself this semester and this year 
As a person who says on every occasion, yes to immediacy, no delayed. Yes to proximity. If Jesus is there, I'm there. And yes to consistency. One of the things that we've designed here, of course, at North Central to help develop this life-shaping quality in your life, of course, is chapel. And um, we do our very best. I'm so grateful for our president who is so engaged in what happens every day in this room. Engaged not only being present every time he's on campus, but also really behind the scenes uh, giving great concepts and ideas about, about what the pulse of our spiritual fervor is and who should we have speak in chapel and all that. It's just awesome. Don't we have a great president? Come on. It's awesome. Thanks, so here, here, here's some highlights of what's going to be happening and who's coming our way. I'm not going to give you the whole cap, chapel calendar, but I mentioned that you know tomorrow we got Jeff Dio. He's going to light it up from this the, from this platform. He, he he's just not a pretty singer. He's a great preacher, and uh, and then on Thursday is academic convocation. And then Friday, Friday, Pastor Terry Parkman's going to be here, and uh, he f- was my former youth pastor. I'm so proud of him. He spoke at the National Fine Arts Festival, and so he's going to bring a word on Friday, and it'll be awesome. But moving forward, we've got people like Chancellor Rich Wilkerson, who's going to be here for uh, Spiritual Life Days on September 18th. We've got Evangelist Reggie Dabbs coming back for two days. Our Moen chair for Pentecostal preaching is going to be none other. We had her this spring. She's coming back three times. Lead pastor Kathy Cannon will be here, and she's going to be awesome. Now, let me just say a few things about chapel. Listen, there's a little bit of movement, and I understand we've got different schedules and, and, and such, but I need to say some things about chapel that's very, very critical for, for us to maintain this sense of specialness of what God's doing here, Okay. Wednesday is going to be the President's Day when President Hagen will be speaking probably uh, 14, 13 of the 15 weeks. He's going to be speaking on Wednesday. So the President's Day was Friday. It's going to be Wednesday. And uh, a week when we have preview days on Friday, the President will speak on Friday. But Wednesday is going to be, be the big day when our President speaks. We're going to follow Wednesday with our Uh, with our hour of prayer and fasting that used to be on Friday. It's going to be on Wednesday. So tomorrow when Jeff is done, he's going to kind of lead us into an hour, actually about 50, 55 minutes of prayer and fasting from uh, 1135 to 1230. All right. Now listen, we know that there are some noon classes. Some of you are taking noon classes and we get that and you've got to get your noon class. We know that. We know that. We know that. From 11.35 to noon, that's 25 minutes to somehow grab lunch and get to your noon class. We understand if you can't go to prayer and fasting on Wednesday, and we know that when chapel ends at 11.35, some of you got a jet now to go get your lunch and get to class, okay? But let me just, let's understand this. Please understand, chapel is 50 minutes, and the new time is 10.45 to 11.35. We don't start at 10.46 or 1047, we start right on 1045 because we, we're going to jack those 50 minutes, all 50 minutes, God doing and saying something. And so we want you to be here on time. That's never the problem. But we don't want early departures unless a congressman has invited you to lunch or your mother-in-law has invited you to lunch or something, someone who's important. If for some reason you have to leave early, sit in the back so that we don't disturb those that are still being engaged. And please, if we have a guest speaker, let me emphasize the word guest, speaker. 
Let's treat our guests with our full attention. Okay? Please, let's do that. We are a world-class university. It means you students are the classiest students with courtesy and manners. So just honor that because we bring people here with great investment, with a great intention that they will indeed speak God's Word into your life. So those are some things that are happening with chapel. Now, um, I, do I have to say anything about uh, slash and dash, tap and nap, um, you know, all those things? Do I need to say some of those things? You guys have such integrity. You would never do that. Okay, for those of you that are freshmen, listen, I got three minutes and we got to let you go. For those of you that are freshmen, you might think that there are only 10 commandments. There are 11 commandments because the North Central 11th commandment says, there shall be no slide and glide, slash and dash, tap and nap, creep and sleep, or scan and scram. None, none, no. I've, I just, I don't want you to do that because I don't want the earth to open up and swallow you. Please, there's a difference between chapel skip and even chapel over skipping. There's a difference between those two and slash and dash. If you skip chapel, that's your choice, and you're allotted a certain number of skips. Use them like insurance. I challenge you, if you're going to say yes to, to, you say yes to all these three things, it's all about using your skip when you need to use a skip. And if you have a contagious disease, you use a skip. Don't bring it in here. So use your skips as they've been designed to. If you cash into them and then you get strep throat halfway through the semester, you're going to overskip and you're going to face a financial fine. It's just the nature of it. It's not a moral thing. We're not going to look down on you, but there is a consequence to that. But slashing and dashing is moral. Okay? You are signing in as though you're here, but then you're not here. Okay? That's chapel fraud, and there's disciplinary action for that. You've got to sit down with the meanest guy in the campus, Jeremy Williamson. Where is he? He's the meanest guy in the world, so you don't want to do that. All right, enough of that. Stand to your feet. Let me close with this thought. Chris, would you shoot the picture of that map that I've put on the PowerPoint? Okay, I just got a couple of minutes. Do you guys know what the red line represents? The red line north to south on that map represents what's called the Continental Divide. The Continental Divide. Okay, there's a divide that runs down the, the, the spine of the Rocky Mountains where when rain falls and it falls like on the peak, like the peak of a roof, it's either going to go to the Atlantic eventually or it's going to go to the Pacific. So I want you... To, to think of that image because I view chapel kind of as the continental divide related to your attitude and your participation and your engagement. That with the yes attitude, you're going to flow. Your, your, your life and your spirit and your future is going to flow beautifully in the ocean of God's beautiful will for your life. But if somehow the attitude and the participation and the engagement goes sideways. It doesn't flow in the, right, in the right way. So I want to challenge you. How many of you are going to say yes? Raise your hand. Say yes. Yes. Say yes. Lord, I pray over all these students who are saying yes to becoming the person that needs to do what God wants them to do sometime in life. They need to first become what they will become through chapel and all the other spiritual engagements that we have. We thank you, Lord. We love you. Bless us today in your name we pray. Amen. Bless you. Have a great day.